Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing for Beginners show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello, and welcome to coaching module number five in creating your premium service packages. This is Peter Beckenham, The Village Marketer, and it's so good to be here with you. Today's module is all about how best you can deliver the results for your clients. And it's my favorite because I love helping people and I love delivering results for my clients. At the same time, I want my clients to stay in my world long enough to succeed because I know that success is never created overnight. Today, I'm drawing from my coaching experiences with Ted McGrath, Bill Barron and Eben Pagan. And today I'm also going to break down three important elements of delivering big results and premium experiences. The first element, how do you turn what you do into a system that delivers results that not only help your clients feel like they've hit the jackpot in hiring you, but also helps you get a ton more yeses from your potential clients as a result of your marketing and your enrollment processes. Secondly, I'm also going to give you practical tools that allow you to feel much more confident that your clients are going to love working with you because of how you structured the delivery of your premium packages from beginning to end. And I also want to spend some time looking at the mindsets and psychology of what it takes to leave your clients happy and excited about the work that you do together. And that's exactly where I want to start today, with mindset. You see, I often see a divide in the helping service businesses like ours. There are a ton of people who are really good at marketing, but put less attention on actually delivering what the marketing promises. This creates a lot of mistrust in the marketplace and hurts everybody. I mean, it's easy to take someone's money and under-deliver, right? At the same time, there are a lot of service-oriented business who are incredible at what they do, but terrible at marketing. And that's a shame because those business owners who have the highest potential of helping people are often struggling to get the clients that they want. I want to make the best of both worlds. I see my role as helping those who are great at marketing to be more conscious so they can put as much attention and mastery into the delivery as they do into their marketing. And I also see my role in helping those who are great at what they do to get more premium clients so they can make the difference that they're here to make. I just know that when we get better at delivering results and creating remarkable experiences for our clients, our confidence soars, and more important, we feel good every day about what we do. And that is a winning combination. So to start with mindsets and principles, please have a look at handout number five slash one, and we'll go over it together. Client for life. This is the first principle, client for life. I mean, when I get a new one-on-one -on -one premium client, I think of the new relationship I'm about to form as a lifelong relationship. And that commitment forms a foundation of all my actions and all my decisions with the client. In other words, it means I never give up on a client, even when they tend to give up on themselves. This means I will treat that client that they are never going to leave me, and I'm going to never leave them either. It doesn't mean that we're going to work together and they're going to pay me for the rest of their life. I don't mean that, but it does mean that I treat my premium clients as if they were going to stay with me for life. Actually, Client for Life is one of Bill Barron's and Eben Pagan's pillar principles in business. Does it mean that their clients stay with them longer as a result? Absolutely. Does it mean they earn more revenue from each client as a result? Absolutely. 
But making more money can never be the reason you treat your clients in this manner. But it's an awesome bonus, you must agree. The second delivery mindset is always know what's next for your clients. When you know what's next for your clients after they've done with their current package and you continue to let them know this, not only will they then have a better experience, you'll also set them up for your next package in the ladder. After all, you're the expert, right? So your job is to always know what is in the best interest of your client in your area of expertise. You see what's next for them and you create the expectation that you'll be working together for a long time. You are in their success camp and you are committed to them fully. Knowing what's next is an incredible skill to have for your work with clients and also for your own business growth. The more you master your area of expertise and the more you master the game of business, the easier it's going to be to know what's next for your client. And I must tell you, expectations you have for your clients determine the experience they have with you and the results your packages will deliver. Let me repeat that. Expectations that you have for your clients determine the experience they have with you and the results your packages will deliver. This principle not only do I find fascinating, but I also find it an incredible tool for my own personal growth. You see, the more you expect of your clients, the more they will deliver. The more you believe in your clients, the more they will believe in themselves. The stronger your commitment to their results, the more likely they will get the result. Now this one is not easy. As you will hear later in this module, there is a natural arc in your client's emotional states as they work with you. Your clients often start out gung-ho, right, and they're excited, but once there is a setback or two, they can often lose confidence. They may even question their decision to hire you in the first place, or they might question their ability to get what they want anyway. This is when your own resolve needs to set it. Your expectation of what they can achieve or create through the work you're doing together needs to stay steady and it needs to stay strong. When you waver, they waver. When you lose confidence, they will lose theirs. I recently heard this awesome story on the American Life podcast, and this will illustrate what I'm talking about. On this show, people were asked a simple question about an experiment they were conducting with rats. Okay, Rats in a maze. The question was, do you think that your personal thoughts can influence how these rats will move through this space, through this maze? Well, of course, the unanimous answer was no. But what if I told you they were wrong? Now, remember, we're talking about expectations, right? A researcher, his name was Bob Rosenthal, went into his lab and hung signs on all the rat cages. Some of the signs said that the rat inside is really smart, and some of the signs said that the rat in the cage is pretty darn stupid. Now these were just signs, right? There was no difference in what kind of rats were actually inside the cage. Then a group of people were brought in and they were given instructions to run the rats through a maze to see how the rats did. And what do you think happened? The so-called smart rats did almost twice as well as the so-called dumb rats. The conclusion was that the expectations that the people had of the rats subtly changed the way they treated the rats and greatly influenced the results for those rats. I mean, I found this story profound, right? Because it demonstrated what I've always believed is true with my clients. When I expect the best from them, they do better. Now, I suggest that you raise your expectations and have an unshakable belief in your clients and what they can accomplish with you. This is huge. Okay, now if you know me at all, you know how important the practice of gratitude is in my world. That's why it's the next mindset I want to address. 
Why is being grateful to and for your clients so important? Well, in simple words, what you appreciate, appreciates. In other words, when you appreciate your clients, they appreciate you back. When you appreciate your clients, the number of clients you have also appreciates and grows. I mean, we all want to feel acknowledged, seen and appreciated, right? Your clients are no different. We'll talk a bit more about creating a wow experience for them later in this module. But the gratitude is a vital component of creating a great experience for your clients. And here's what else happens when you appreciate your clients. Your own enjoyment and experience of working with your clients also improves. And this is huge because when you enjoy working with your clients more, you then have the ability to give your clients even more and be committed to producing great results for them. It's literally the best win-win I know. And besides, letting your clients know how much you appreciate them, I mean, it just feels good, right? So here are three elements to practicing gratitude. One, being and feeling grateful to your clients. Two, communicating that gratitude to them. And three, setting up systems of doing this on a regular basis. I mean, I know we can all get lost in doing the work with and for our clients because we're all busy and we love what we're doing, right? And that means sometimes we can actually have a tendency to forget to be grateful. So the one thing I do is to keep a weekly gratitude notebook or a journal, if you want to call it right, with my clients in mind. This is what I do. I think of each of my one-on-one -on -one clients and then I write down what I appreciate about them and their achievements. I get such an incredible lift from this and this extra energy allows me to give even more to my clients. And because I feel this energy, gratitude and the abundance, it really allows me to put my clients first. And that's pretty special for me. It also helps me then communicate the gratitude to my clients that much more easily since I'm already in touch with it, if you know what I mean. I make it a practice to acknowledge and appreciate my clients whenever I can verbally. If they've done something really well, I will tell them. If I'm proud of them, I will tell them. And by the way, just to be real, if they've been lazy, I'll tell them that as well. Now, writing thank you cards is another way to communicate gratitude. Here are a few tips on how best you can do that. I mean, it sounds old-fashioned, right? Writing thank you cards, but it's pretty powerful. You see, not only do you tell them what you appreciate about them and what you love most about them, you can tell your clients how good you feel around them and what they inspire in you. You can let them know what gifts and talents you see in them. If you know them personally, be as specific as you can. The last piece I want to mention regarding gratitude is setting up a system so that you can do it on a regular basis. Here's an example of one such system. Bill Barron mentioned this to me at the end of a particular session. I told him he should have told him on this. You see, every Monday on his train to work, Bill would write in his client gratitude journal. The following day, after signing up a new one-on-one -on -one client, he'd send a personalised thank you card by mail. He put an item on his calendar to send out a personal thank you card three months after starting to work with a new client as well. He does this like clockwork. Expressing appreciation and gratitude during sessions when it's time to complete a project, in the middle of a project, or at the start of a project, or even at the end of the project, there's no right or wrong time to express gratitude. Because, in other words, there's lots of good times to express it to a client. This mindset and strategy is simple and underappreciated, I can tell you. It works so well, I hope you use it, and it's something I'm now going to do a lot more work on as well. The next principle I want to discuss with you is premium is in the details. There's an awesome book 
Raving Fans by a guy by the name of Ken Blanchard. This book basically teaches that the more small details you pay attention to and cater to, the more wow you can create. This is especially true for premium clients who don't mind paying a lot as long as they feel like they're getting a premium experience with you. An example of this can be when a client asks you for something, not only do you give it to them, but you also anticipate what the next thing they would want as well. The bottom line is this, the mind reader wins over the clients. But you don't have to be a mind reader to have your clients feel like you are one. All you have to do is be connected to your clients and give them what they want before they even share it with you. I mean, I love doing that. It's totally in line with one of my values, which is surprise and delight. Now, the next principle is going to help you avoid over-delivering to your client's detriment and also help you avoid overwhelming them. This is something that I had to learn the hard way. I can tell you I made quite a few mistakes in this, overloading people with information in my enthusiasm to share what I wanted with them. In other words, what the message is this. Your package doesn't need to be a one-stop shop for everything. You don't have to solve every one of your client's problems with your package. You don't have to teach them everything you know. Please hear this out. This is a mistake I truly have made and I don't want you to repeat what I did. Stay to the scope of your package and bring them back on track to what it is you decide to produce or create together when you first started to work. You will always uncover new things to deliver and new challenges that will come up. When you do, it's much better to let them know that this is something you can work on later once your primary objectives have been met. I can tell you this was a hard lesson and I'm still learning it. But if you can do this, it will allow you to retain your monthly retainer package clients longer because there will always be new things to address and work on. And for your time period packages, this will allow you to enroll your clients into whatever is next with your new package. So don't throw everything out at them, right? You're actually you're killing your own business as well as overwhelming them. So keep a focus on what the original results were when you first joined together because this will help you create the results they actually came to you for. Now, as I've readily admitted to you, I've made some mistakes here, right? I now say things like this. I can see how important X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, is to you, right? And I'd love to help you with this. I really would. But I want to make sure what you originally came to me for is handled first, and then we can talk about how I can help you with X, Y, and Z. How does that sound? This allows your client to feel heard and taken care of, but also sets up the feeling like you have a client for life. Now the next principle is going to be especially valuable to you if you are the kind of person who puts a lot of pressure on yourself to deliver results for your clients. The principle is significant progress is a valuable result. In fact, there's been a lot of research that shows people's experience and happiness in life is often correlated with seeing and feeling improvement and progress in their situation. I can demonstrate an example of this in a riddle. Let's say there were two people who have the same expense and same income goal of $10,000 a month. Person A is making $4,000 a month and truly happy with their progress, while person B is making $6,000 but is totally miserable. Why do you think that is? Well, person A started at zero and has been making small but steady income progress all year. Person B started at $6,000 and is still at the same place. One person is $4,000 shy of their goal and miserable, while the other one is $6,000 away from their goal and feeling really good. So if you want your clients to be satisfied with your work together, here's what you need to do. One, 
allow your clients to see that progress is being made. It's not often easy for your clients to see progress, so it's important for you to consistently bring their awareness to it by pointing out where they were when they got started with you and where they are now. I mean, awareness of this achievement gap is going to improve their experience with you. And second, and maybe even more important, is you want to attribute and point out that this progress is due directly or indirectly to the work you are doing together. The next important principle is one that helps you notice warning signs of your client's discontent so you can address them immediately. You can probably imagine how important it is to quickly gain awareness that your client is either unhappy with your service or for some reason is not as motivated in using your services as when they first initially hired you. We all know when a relationship with our client starts to turn. Yet what I often see many business owners do is simply ignore these signs and do nothing about it. And that will eventually lead to an unhappy client and no one wants that. When you ignore the signs that your client is either unhappy or unmotivated to use your services anymore, not only do you lose the client, but you also lose the opportunity for future referrals from them. I mean, this is the classic lose-lose situation. So what are the signs and what can you do about them? Here are a few basics. Firstly, clients aren't living up to their end of the agreement. This could be not paying on time, for example, or not showing up for appointments with you. It could be that you feel their interest is waning. They get tested with you or start showing signs of disapproval. And let's not forget clients simply giving you constructive or sometimes not so constructive feedback or criticism. These are just some of the examples of when you know that your clients maybe are on their way out with you. I suggest you ask yourself the question, what are my signs that a client may be leaving or unhappy with my service? Think that through. Let me tell you, when I feel this occurring with a client, I look at it as if this is an opportunity to create an even better relationship with them. None of us are perfect, and be honest, and sometimes it could be the way you've been delivering that has not done the job properly. We are all a work in progress. There's no doubt about that. So the best thing you can do in these situations is to be proactive in remedying the situation. And here's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start asking my clients a magic question. Like, how would you rate me as a coach from 1 to 10 for you? Then they give me a number, right? And then I'll ask, well, obviously you didn't give me a 10, right? <laughs> okay. Then I'll ask, well, what would make me a 10? Then listen as your clients will always give you some really good suggestions. No names, no pack drill, but I did this with a client just this week. And she told me, Peter, I want you to be tougher with me and don't let me off the hook when I don't complete the assignment. This was tremendously helpful for me and subsequently helpful for her as well. I mean, she later told me that she would have left had I continued to hold her only lightly accountable. Okay. By the way, I know it's not easy to ask your clients to rate you and your service. And it's not easy to hear straight up what your clients think about you, especially because you may be opening yourself up for constructive criticism. But it's the best tool I know to keep your clients longer and to continually get better at what you're doing. Remember, your brand is not what you say it is. It's what your clients perceive it to be. The more you know how your clients perceive your service, the more proactive you can be in making the changes to make it even better. And by the way, one other thing you're doing by asking these questions of your clients is that you're letting them know that the bar you set for yourself and your services is a 10. You're letting them know that you strive to be the best you possibly can be. And yes, every client wants to know that about you, right? 
Here are a few tips to make this process work for you even better. Firstly, make sure you reassure your clients that you want their brutal honesty. They need to feel totally safe to give you the full truth. Otherwise, you'll get a watered-down version and that won't be as useful to you or to them. When they give you feedback, write it down. Thank them for the feedback. I mean, it's important to be grateful for this feedback, regardless whether you agree with it or not. The worst thing you can do is defend your service or argue with what they say. Don't do that. Gratitude is the only appropriate answer. Then once you've had time to process their feedback, it's vital to let your client know what proactive steps you're going to do on your journey to become a 10 with your service to them. And it's good to let them know as soon as you can. Remember, it's not just about how good you are, but really more about how good your clients perceive you to be, right? Now, the last mindset I want to address with you today is you being your word. What I really mean by you being your word is that you simply honour all the promises you make to your clients as much as you possibly can. If you promise to call somebody back, do it. If you promise to deliver a report, deliver it. If you promise to connect your client with, with a resource, please do that. When you have an appointment, show up on time and do your best to minimise your need to reschedule. This, by the way, is one of my biggest challenges because of my internet connections. And I know sometimes it can frustrate some of my clients, but I am lucky that they are totally understanding. After all, the more you are your word, the better your relationship is with your client. In other words, you have to say what you mean and mean what you say, simply and directly. Not being your word, undelivering, or being inconsistent is something that totally erodes your client's trust in you. And truly, trust is a fundamental currency of keeping a great relationship with your clients. Inconsistency in your follow-through or execution will undermine everything you do. If you can't honour your promise for whatever reason, communicate that. Communicate it quickly that you can't do something or that you will be late. It's much better to let your clients know that you can't deliver than to let them figure out on their own by just saying nothing. Never do that, okay? All right, now let's please roll on to handout five, part two. This is where I break down your client's emotional journey of working to you, which I alluded to a little bit earlier. If you've been working with your client long enough, you'll begin to notice the patterns of subtle and sometimes not so subtle emotional arches of your working relationship. When you are aware of this arch, you can much more easily manage your own emotions and you can also then be a far better leader in the relationship with your clients. When I first became aware of this, it really helped me to take the pressure off myself and also helped me to normalise my clients' experience with me. This is a general emotional arch, right? Not every client will exhibit this pattern, but more often than not, this is how it works. If you've done a great job with your marketing and your enrollment conversation was awesome, then your client's work with you is going to start on a really inspired emotional high. This is when they're most excited and most hopeful. This excitement will become more subdued because doubts start to creep in. This is all part of the starting out phase. It's normal, okay? If you are aware of this phase and you build in practices and systems to address the various emotional stages of this phase for your clients, then you will come out of this phase with your client's trust and a really solid relationship. If you don't, this is often where you begin to lose your clients. The next stage is when your clients have an emotional seesaw with small wins interspersed with what they perceive to be defeats. I mean, this is normal as well, okay? 
the more you're able to normalize this for your clients, the easier it will be for them to get to a solidifying stage where they get bigger victories with real hope beginning to emerge that they will get what they want and it's just around the corner for them. And then the last phase is where you need to make sure they see the finish line. And by the way, this finish line is based on the original results that they wanted when they joined you, right? And you also want to make sure they actually do everything they can to cross that finish line. In this phase, there's a tendency to take the foot off the pedal, since in this phase they're often out of pain and frustration. It's often difficult, for example, to muster up the energy and the enthusiasm to actually finish strong. This is also the phase where you can ignite a bigger vision for them and have them clearly see what's next for them. This helps your clients to continue to expand and also helps you to land another engagement with them. That makes sense, right? There you go. I've just given you an overview of a typical client experience. Now, I could do a whole module on this, I think, but it's a good overview and that's enough for now. All right. Now, I know this is going to be a long session, okay? So if you need to stop at any particular time, please do that because I do need your attention. I truly do need your attention. We've already been going maybe nearly 30 minutes already. So if you think you need a break, stop it and come back to me. All right, let's move on to the ultimate results system. This is your system that helps you deliver results for your clients that will have them feel like they've hit the jackpot in hiring you. Look at handout five, part three. Get that ready for this part, okay? So what is the ultimate results system? In simple words, it's basically the method, the system or the process you take your clients through to help them get the ultimate result that they wanted with you. The ultimate results system is about clearly stating the steps you are already taking your clients through unconsciously and naturally to help your clients get results. Designing your ultimate results system will help you tremendously because you will then have a core process or a system that you can follow over and over again and one you can continue to improve on as well, okay? This allows you to be confident in the delivery of your package. It can also give you much more mojo and much more confidence in the marketing and the enrollment part of your business as well. Developing your ultimate results system is one of the greatest assets in your business. Let me tell you, when you base your premium service packages on your ultimate results system, your work to get clients gets a lot easier and your work with clients also gets easier as well. So here are five principles of your ultimate results system. One, it helps your clients get to their ultimate result. That's a pretty obvious one, right? Two, it's easy for your clients to understand as they hear about the system and they see it in print. Three, your clients can see themselves going through the system. They can actually picture themselves in it. Four, the ultimate result and each step of the system is highly desirable. And five, it's unique to you, what you do and how you describe it. Your system has to reflect what you're good at and what you love to do and also your personality. Let me tell you, when you've got all five of these pieces in place, you've got yourself an amazing asset in your business. Your ultimate results system will allow you to reach a lot more people increase your impact and really accelerate your revenue. And this is not theory, this is truly practical stuff. Here are some other benefits of having your ultimate results system. Firstly, it's much easier to market the system than to market you or your business alone. The ultimate results system, your URS, right? Ultimate results system, 
allows you to create credibility that much faster. For example, it's so much more effective for me to tell people that my audio-based premium service packages, the thing you're listening to right now, is a proven system to help prospects say yes to working with you. It's easier for my prospects to find premium service packages more credible than me alone, especially if they've just met me. And it's the same with my video based creating a profitable online business coaching program. In other words, your ultimate results system is your answer to expanding beyond the one-on-one -on -one work you do with people. And it's the best way for you to leverage your time so you don't have to reinvent the wheel with each of your new clients. You work with clients for longer periods of time because they want to go through the entire system with you. And as I mentioned before, one of the keys to maximizing the impact and revenue with clients is always knowing what's next for them and what's next for them with you. With your ultimate result system, you will always know what's next. It makes your work more exciting because you now get to deliver your results in more ways than one. With your ultimate result system, for example, you can deliver it maybe one-on-one -on -one, or in groups or in products or through membership sites, I mean, you name it. The other major benefit of having your ultimate result system is that it expands the possibilities of your business model. Your ultimate result is the thing that helps you create something that attracts clients versus something that is a total flop in a marketplace. I want you to think of your ultimate result and build your business around it as a mindset. When you know what that is for your clients, you can reverse engineer how to get there. The ultimate result for your clients is like a destination for the GPS in your car, right? I mean, it's important for you to know your destination. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult to get where you want to go. Make sense? Step number two, identify major steps that get your clients to the ultimate result. The steps in your ultimate result system are like the step-by-step -step driving instructions in a GPS in your car. Now, keep this simple. I suggest you keep the number of steps to maybe a maximum of seven steps or under. This will make your clients feel like your system is doable and not over the top. So how can you uncover the steps of your URS, your ultimate result system? Here's one way to find the steps. Each step can be the solution to the challenges or the objections that your clients have. Think of the steps as a checklist of what your clients really want to be able to accomplish with you. I mean, when you hear your tribe mention certain obstacles over and over again, you simply build solutions to those obstacles into your ultimate result system. If you're not sure what the challenges or obstacles are of your tribe, then you want to interview them or survey them or find out because it's pretty darn important to you, right? I enjoy doing this and just recently I uncovered one of the biggest issues some of my clients were having were leads. So I went out of my way to create a brand spanking new prospecting system and I'm just about to launch it. But the reason I've done it and added it in terms of my ultimate result system is directly because of a need of my clients. And by the way, you can license the system. You can hire others to take people through the system. You can have other people operate it and manage it or do various pieces of it. You can even bring in other experts to add various elements to the system. I mean, the possibilities are endless, right? Once you have your ultimate result system together, it becomes easier for you to enroll clients because the steps of the system help close the gap between where your clients are now and where they want to go. They can see the steps. They can believe in the steps. They can visualize themselves in the steps, as I said before. And this is pretty powerful. I mean, here's what I do during a consultation. The client tells me exactly what they're struggling with and what they want. 
and I say, well, I've got a system and I cover all your challenges with my system. And then I describe each part of my system that gives them the result that they want. It's that darn simple, okay? So make sure you look at your ultimate result system. Okay, let's look at how to create your ultimate result system. Now to do that, turn to handout five, part three. And in particular, look at page two on five, part three. This is the exact system that I now use to create every one of my products or programs or webinars, teleseminars, events, whatever. You can also use this tool to create any of your products and services as well. But today, let's think about using the ultimate result system as the basis for your premium service packages. Remember, everything you create is meant to create movement for your clients towards their ultimate result. So what we're talking about here is having a simple system for that movement. We'll go through this quickly, okay, just to get the big picture. And then I'll make it real by giving you some specific examples. So I know step one's going to be a bit of a shocker for you, right? The first thing is, what's the ultimate result your clients are going to get? I mean, you can't really create a system unless you know what result the system is going to deliver, right? So get the end result clear in your mind. And if you don't know what steps are in your system, then perhaps you don't know the concrete things that your tribe is struggling with. Go back and find out. Find out exactly what their challenges are. Remember, you're building your steps to solve the major challenges of your clients. Go and ask five people in your target audience. And if they pretty much share the same problems with you, then they can become the steps that your system addresses, all right? This is how I create products and programs. It's as simple as that. They're designed to address the most common problems we hear over and over and over again from my connections, from my friends and my clients. For example, I hear I'm struggling with my niche. I don't know how to communicate what I do to people. And so, of course, in my coaching programs, I include steps like finding your niche, communicate what you do, identify your tribe, how you position yourself, your elevator pitch and things like this. In other words, I just give back to people what they're telling me what they want in a form of a system. It's pretty straightforward, right? Now, of course, delivering the solution can involve a lot of expertise and skill. I appreciate that. But when it comes to designing the packages, we're just delivering to our tribe what they say they wanted the most. Hopefully now you're starting to see how you can create an ultimate result system based on the biggest needs of your clients. And then delivering your premium packages can be so much easier. Okay, so number three in our process is to give each step a name and a short description. And by the way, the more desirable you can make that name, the more effective it'll be. Think of the ultimate result as the main desire of your clients and each of the steps as supportive desires as well. I'll show you how this works in the examples that are coming up pretty soon. But I must tell you, I spend a lot of time naming the steps in the systems that I create. It's an important part of marketing and it's an important part of getting your potential clients to see themselves in those process steps. And by the way, if this is all brand new to you, don't worry, it was all brand new to me only a few months ago, okay? And we're all on a learning curve together. I'm just sharing with you my learning and coaching expertise and how I implemented it. All I'm saying to you is this, having an ultimate result system has changed my business potential. And I can tell you, it'll change yours as well. Okay, number four, test your system to make sure it works. In other words, validate your system. 
In reality, what happens when you identify and commit to delivering the ultimate result to your clients is that a system begins to organically emerge. Believe me, it does. You start serving people by creatively combining different things that you learn and then you realize you're doing the same things over and over with all your clients, right? So now you can combine them together into a step-by-step system, give them a name, and away you go. Does that make sense? Now, one thing you can do in terms of testing is to test the concept before you put it to the marketplace. So you can do a survey with your list or with your clients. In your enrollment conversations, you can ask potential clients how the system resonates with them. Share with them what one of the systems you have. Make sure you get the names in place for each step and hear what they say. I mean, you'd be able to tell if it lands with your prospects, right? And you can also ask the clients you're already working with if your URS is making sense for them. And of course, part of the testing process is to take clients through the process and see if they get the results faster and more effectively. I've found the URS to be incredibly effective for individual clients. I've also over time tweaked them, moved them around, added or eliminated some of the steps, changed some of the names around for each of the steps. I've also tweaked the way I describe each step in the marketing I do with them to make them even more desirable. Every time you use URS, is a great opportunity to make it better. That's what I'm saying. So think of it in this way. First, you create the steps. Then you name and describe them in an irresistible way. Then you test the names and the description. Then you test drive the system with the clients. Then you make the system better based on the real life feedback from the clients and whether they actually get the result that you're looking for. This is a process, and yes, it does take time to get a solid, proven, ultimate result system, but it's worth it. All right, now let's go to step number five. Give your ultimate result system a name. The whole system, that is, not just the steps, right? This is what your potential clients see and connect with first. I recommend that you give your system a name that suggests a result or a benefit that your potential clients can get by going through your system. One of my systems, for example, I called it Unleash your ultimate sales potential. Not the most brilliant of names, but it's really what the system's all about. And if you can make the name magnetic, literally pulling your potential clients in, that's even better, right? Let me share with you, when you have your ultimate results system, the days of difficulties of describing what you do completely disappear. No more people's eyes glazing over when you describe your process or your methodology, right? All you have to do is go over your ultimate results system and everybody simply gets it. Your clients will appreciate it too. They don't have to think about what you do. It's pretty much spoon-fed to them, right? It becomes easier for them to describe it to others as well. So you get more referrals and you position yourself as an expert. In fact, you can write in your email signature in your bio during introductions to your speaking gigs or teleseminars, whatever it is, that you are the creator and the author of X, Y, and Z. And what's the X, Y, and Z? Your ultimate results system, right? This immediately adds credibility because you are the author or you are the founder of this particular system. Okay, I want to go over one of the objections I often hear about creating a URS. Here's one I hear all the time. Peter, I'm so used to working with clients one-on-one, I can't really reduce everything I do to just seven steps or five steps. Now, I know it's not always easy to create your URS. And I want you to know, when the result is clear, the ultimate result system gets that much easier. Think in result first, right? 
And yes, I know that every client is different, but they're more similar than you think. I want to tell you that you can honour the individuality of each person and absolutely respond to the needs of your clients and still take them through an ultimate result system. My coaching provides unique services to each and every one, but there is also a commonality in that process and they are the steps I take every one of my clients to and simply edit and adjust it to their particular circumstances. Let me show you an example of an ultimate result system on page three of this handout. Bill Barron's training program is called Teleseminar Enrollment System and it's designed as an ultimate result system. That's how he created it and he followed the five steps for creating the ultimate result system that I just laid out for you. As you can see written there, the ultimate result is to help you create and fill your own income generating teleseminars step by step. And he identified and named all the steps in the system. Can you see that? And he's given the system a benefits oriented name as well. As you can see, this is an ultimate result system with highly desirable ultimate result and clear steps to get them to that result. When you create something like this, clients will be truly eager to work with you. Now I've also found a number of diverse examples and you'll see these in handout number five, part four. There's a lot of examples of URSs for you there and this will help you put together your own ultimate result system. Okay, I hope I've inspired you now to start thinking about basing your packages on your own ultimate result system, all right? Let's now move on to the next topic, delivery resources, creating a successful environment for your clients. Have you ever thought about what it really takes to help your client get a result? Because that's what I want to talk to you about right now. This was a huge challenge for me to get my head around this. And I've given it a lot of thought and I want to share a few perspectives on what's needed for your clients to get results. Here's a big idea that I want you to take away. To help your clients get results consistently takes more than being masterful at what you do. It also takes you creating a success environment for them. Okay, a success environment. This may be the most important thing you take away about delivering your premium service packages. Maybe the most important thing in this whole module. So be sure to write this one down. I'm going to explain what I mean by this. And I want to use reference number five, part five. So get that one out and get it handy, right? What you have here is a simple diagram showing you a number of resources that you can help your clients to make progress towards their goals. And this may seem like a lot and I don't want to scare you off. So the first thing is you don't need to use all the delivery resources I've listed here. Okay, you don't need them all. It really depends on the kind of work that you do. And I find that when I work with a larger number of clients, I can provide more of these resources. But they're just there for you to pick what you think you need and are appropriate for you at this stage in your business. So let me go around the circle and explain what they are. But before I go into the first resource, I want to share my intention behind this handout and the coaching I'm doing with it right now. I want to stimulate some new ideas for you. I want you to be creative in how you can create a positive environment of support for your clients. So look at these resources with an idea of how can I use these. Let me tell you, some of these resources don't need to take a lot of time and others are a continual commitment from you. 
So mix and match them to create the right client success environment for you and a big boost of results for your clients as well, okay? So let's start at the top with the ultimate results system, which I just covered anyway, right? When you have a system or a method to follow that consistently helps client to get results, what you're doing is creating an environment for your client to step into. It's an environment where they can get to let go of their fear and their self-doubt. They learn to trust you. They learn to share with you. It's like a warm blanket that your client gets to relax into because you've got their back, right? Even B2B clients and other high-powered clients will relax into a system even if they never tell you about it. I can tell you that. I've seen this happen many times. So let's get around the diagram to the right. The next item is coaching. This is important even if you're not a coach. You want to use coaching skills. Let me use the example of, say, an holistic practitioner. What if you've given your client clear instructions and assignments for improving their health in some way, but they don't do the work? You've probably already encountered this, right? It's not enough for you to have a masterful knowledge about health. You also need to know how to work with people who are feeling stuck, who are feeling resistance, or they're feeling fears. They're just not making any progress. This is just one example of why you need to have some sort of simple coaching skills, which is to help people who are stuck or resistant to shift out of a particular state they're in. Another coaching skill is to help people get clear on the outcomes they want. Absolute clarity is so powerful. And I'm going to teach you this skill later on in this particular call. Let me tell you, if you want to be better at helping people get results, I recommend having some powerful coaching skills in your toolbox. These skills help accountants and lawyers and wedding plans, financial plan, whatever it is. Any service-oriented business owner can use coaching skills to help their clients. All right, next one. Let's talk about accountability. I alluded to this before, right? Very important. First, what is accountability? Let me give you a definition that I think is powerful when it comes to working with clients. Accountability is to make a commitment and fulfill that commitment in the eyes of others. Let me say it again. Accountability is to make a commitment and to fulfill that commitment in the eyes of others. The basic idea here is that people are often more willing to fulfill their commitment when someone else is watching. Let me tell you a story to help you understand this. A few years ago, a mate of mine created software to help people become accountable to their commitments and their goals. I mean, it was an interesting idea and he was a pretty clever guy. No, much more technical than me. There were no people involved. You simply got all sorts of reminders from the accountability software. In the end, it turns out that Dindan will work. And you know why? Because people feel more accountability with respect to other people. They don't care if software system tells them you're behind in your goals. But they feel it when they hear this from another human being. So one of the things you can do is create an accountability system in your work with your clients. For example, here's something I do. I ask clients to be prepared to write the outcomes they want from the session, and I'll follow them up with that the next time we meet. This creates accountability in that the clients will be prepared for the session. And if they don't complete their task, I always ask why, and what in particular stopped them. And remember, I mean, life can get in the way, so be a little flexible here, right? But the very fact that you ask is enough to make them take the required actions next time. Now, I know some coaches also ask clients to prepare post-session worksheets. This can be even more powerful for creating accountability. Immediately after their sessions together, they ask their client to write down what they committed to do during the session 
and then they ask them to email back to them in writing. And then they ask in the next session together, how do they go with the action steps that they committed to? Now, I don't use this yet, but the coaches I've spoken with have found this seriously increases the likelihood that the clients will fulfill their commitments. And these are commitments to themselves, not just to you, right? And what makes the difference is that they actually write it down and email it to them. These coaches also tell me that in the past they used to have many clients tell them, I don't remember that, when they would remind them about their commitments. But now it's in writing, they just feel the energy of accountability, right? And it's really important that the client do the work here. You don't do the work for them. It's their responsibility to do the work. If you email your client their commitments, that's a lower level of accountability because you're the one fueling their commitment, right? The commitment's got to come from them. So I want to stop for a second. Can you see how this could be a valuable resource that you could add to your results delivery? Can you see how this could help your clients in some small way? Can you see how it could make a significant difference in your clients' results? I think you can, right? And it's also something I'm going to adopt as well because it takes a relatively small amount of time, but it can help the client a lot. Accountability is truly very important. And this is why you need to think about designing how you deliver your packages, not just your expertise, right? Let me expand your thinking about what other easy-to-deliver resources you can bring to the table with your clients that will make a difference to their outcome. There are some software tools that help with accountability, for example. I mean, I haven't tried them yet, to be honest with you, but I would like to in the upcoming year. I've heard about a website called coachaccountable.com coachaccountable.com coachaccountable or one word.com this focuses specifically on creating accountability and there's also coaches console which allows you to create accountability and a whole lot more for your clients i would put sending reminders for sessions and various deliverables into this category as well now i know i mentioned the software story of my mate but they can be helpful if you are working with it so whatever type of work you do with clients, if you add an accountability system to your services, this is something that can really boost your client results. Okay, let's look at another type of resource, which is the done for you resources. With these resources, you can either completely do something for your clients with little or no work required at all of them, or you can partly do it for them, or you can do it with them. This greatly increases the value of your services, but it does require your time. Let's talk about what it looks like to do things partly for your clients. For example, one of Bill's clients, a career coach, created a highly useful resume template for her clients. The client spent two hours filling out the template and then the coach spent two hours polishing it. These kind of templates can save your clients a lot of time and effort. They simply fill out the templates and then they have an initial result in their hands. They don't have to spend hours and hours researching the topic on Google, for example. They just follow your template. Now, I've given you a lot of done-for-you worksheets and fill-in-the-blank templates as well as a resource here to make things easier for you. So there's a good chance you can do something like this for your clients as well, okay? All right, let's talk about specialized tools for a moment. The idea here is that there may be tools very specific for your type of work. This is a pretty broad area, I know. If you're a health practitioner, for example, this could include things like lab tests. If you're in business to business and you help other businesses, then there are lots of times you're using online assessment tools that can assess individuals as well as teams. If you're a coach, the software tools you use with clients such as a member site with a community forum, etc. Right? 
One of the best ways to find out the best tools for your tribe is to talk to your fellow practitioners. What are they using to get their results? Adding tools like these can both add value to your packages and help support your clients in getting results. Alright, let's talk about the next resource that you can bring to the delivery of your services. And that's community, which can either be in-person or virtual online community. To me, I'm going to try and have a community to be part of everything I offer going forward. There's just something incredible about a community of people with a shared intention. There's something about the huge energy and momentum of a focus group that can pull everybody forward. I mean, for example, I've just created a lead generation system called Profitable Personalized Prospecting. And this is built on a community base with lots of personal touches. There's a tremendous level of energy and passion and connection that you can't simply provide as one human being. So if there's a way you can add a community to your work in some way that makes sense for you and your clients, then it can add a very important level of support for your clients and help them significantly to make progress towards their results. The next resource area is education and training. This is a valuable resource for your clients if they want to increase their skills or their knowledge. And usually you're simply limited in how much education and training you can provide during your one-on-one -on -one time with clients. One specific resource I'd like to recommend that you create for your clients when you're ready to take things to the next level is pre-recorded trainings. Here's how they can help you and your clients. When you start to see there are elements of your one-on-one -on -one work that you provide to clients over and over and over, why not create a training audio or a video series that your clients can experience on their own at your prompting? This is exactly what I'm doing with this audio-based coaching program that I'm giving you right now as it fills a need that many of my clients were asking about, but it's not taking my time directly. When you create pre-recorded training and coaching, then you don't have to spend your valuable one-on-one -on -one time teaching the same thing over and over to the clients, right? You can reserve your one-on-one -on -one time to answer specific questions, provide accountability, provide coaching, or go deeper and more personalized with each client. In this way, your client gets more value because they get more overall time with you, combining virtual and live time. Okay, let's go on to the next resource for delivering your services. It's last but not least, it's your mastery as a practitioner. Of course, I highly recommend that you continue to hone your craft and get better and better and better at what you do. But do you know why I'm covering this resource out of all the ones I've given you? Because this is the one that most people are already doing. I see a lot of people continuing to take more training, get more certificates and qualifications, etc. Right? And I think doing this can be really important. But I also see people putting all their eggs into one basket. The only aspect of delivery many people are working on are their own skills. And that can really, really limit what's available in terms of the support for your clients. See, sometimes it's the really unsexy basics that actually make a huge difference for your clients. After all, you may find things like accountability or done-for-you materials or pre-recorded training can do a lot for your client results with a lot less effort than having to do another big training in your area of expertise, right? Keep that in mind. Okay, I'm now going to move on to our next topic, which I mentioned earlier. I want to teach you a skill that will help you become even more masterful at helping your clients get the results that they want. And surprise, the skill I want to teach you is how to help your clients get clear on the results that they want. Right? Get clear on the results they want. Seems pretty basic, right? But it's all about the outcome process. 
And if you feel like you got this one down pat, stay with me anyway, because perhaps we'll deepen a skill that you've already got. There are always greater levels of mastery to everything, right? I can think of times in my own work with clients where we got to a kind of stuck place. When it seems like things, for example, aren't moving forward the way you'd like them to go, then stop and think. When this happened to me, all of a sudden I realised I was no longer sure what we're actually trying to achieve here. Now this happens more often than you think. People's desires, in other words, can change and often do change in the middle of your engagement with a client. So it's important to go back to basics as much as you can by clarifying what results your clients really, really want. The outcomes they expect will be how you're going to be judged. So if their outcomes have changed, you better make sure you're aware of it, okay? So when you're starting out working with a client, it helps to use a method to find out truly what they want and continually come back to that to make sure that they're still in line with this. This method or this system that you use is very important. Now you can find the method listed in the handout 5 part 6. So please take a moment and pull out handout 5 part 6. And by the way, I'm using the word outcome and result interchangeably here, right? It's the same thing. The outcome they want, the results they want, same thing. This simple and elegant method allows you to simply ask your client, what do you want? Let me take you through the first questions. The first question is, what do you want or what would you like? Now, it seems pretty straightforward question, right? But I want to share a nuance with you. You want to ask your client to share an outcome, share a desired result in the positive. With this method, it's not about discovering the problem or the pain they want solved. We're seeking a positive outcome. We're seeking a desired destination. The next question will help you understand the client's outcome even more. And the question is, what will having this do for you? Here's an example. Let's say the client outcome is to make more money. And you ask, what will having that do for you? And the client says, I can pay up all my debt. Well, this is extremely helpful information, right? From there, you can find out how much debt they've really got and work with them to figure out exactly how much money they'd need to make in order to pay off the debt. So we go from a general outcome, right, make more money, to a specific and highly motivating outcome. To make things even more interesting, when they tell you the answer, you can ask, what will having that do for you? And find an even deeper answer. When you can find the deeper motive behind the outcome, this helps you help your client even more. Now, I want to emphasize something before we go to the next question. In this handout, I'm giving you a very short set of questions. These are basic questions, and each of these questions is like a starter question for more inquiries, okay? For each question on this page, I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to ask your own follow-up questions to deeper your understanding of what your client wants before you move on to the next question. Now to help you take people to the next level in their conversations with you, here are a couple of very simple but very powerful phrases you can ask to get them to open up even more with you. Whenever they answer something, you can simply say, why do you say that? Another thing you could say is, what does that mean to you? A really popular and powerful favorite, why? Ask the question, why? Another one, how do you feel about that? Or, tell me more. One I use a lot, explain what do you mean by that? And another one, really simple, powerful word, really? 
just say really when they say a particular answer to you that encourages them to open up even more with you and all these are designed like peeling an onion right to open up and get them to share more and more with you there's no rush to move to the next question listed here and you may end up asking 20 or 30 questions to get the well-formed outcome that you want the well-formed result that the client truly wants and that's okay because clarity at this stage is really valuable for both you and your client the next two questions are helpful if your clients outcome is vague for example if your client says I want to be better at communicating well that's so broad it could just be anything right so if you ask how would you know when you have it when you have it what would you hear what would you see what would you feel this will help the client identify their outcome with you and give a bit more tangible results to it, right? A bit more reality. When it's easier to see the result, it's easier to understand, it's easier to accept, and it's easier to achieve. And all you're doing is helping them make the outcome become more tangible and more realistic. The next question is, where, when, and with whom do you want it? This is another question to help make the outcome become even more tangible. So for example, if someone says, I want to get better at communicating with my spouse during arguments, right? Well, now you both have a much better understanding of the outcome that's really desired. It's not just communication, right? So when you're taking a client through these questions, you want to be able to help the client create what is called a well-formed outcome. Now you can see that's described at the bottom of the page, because if the outcome is really vague, it's really hard to help the client achieve that outcome because you don't know what the result is and neither do they. So how can they possibly be happy with your services when neither of you know what you're trying to achieve? So here are some criteria for a well-formed outcome. As I said before, start with the positive. And it's got to be something that the client can initiate which means it can't be something that requires their spouse to change, for example, or it can't be something that you impose on them. It's got to come from them. And another one, it's got to be achievable in the time frame of your package. This helps make the outcome something that's achievable in the time that you're working together, right? Here's one I often use and I, and I enjoy it. I simply say, how does it feel or look like? Because if your client can describe their outcomes as something in the real world with real people and real emotions, then it's much more tangible and much more achievable. The last of the criteria for a well-formed outcome is appropriate chunk size. If your client comes to you with an outcome that you think may take five years, for example, to achieve, then you may want to break off a piece of that so they can do it the next three months together or the next six months together. Make it achievable. Make it realistic, right? Whatever the time frame is that you're going to work together, make sure the chunk you do is achievable. The beautiful thing about helping your client create a well-formed outcome is that your client can get clear on the achievable outcome that they can create working with you. Okay, these first six questions are pretty straightforward, right? You should have a lot of success just following the methods on this page. But what if your client has some kind of internal resistance to getting the result that you've identified together? Now, this can happen. Be aware of this. When I've done this kind of exploration with clients who are, for example, entrepreneurs, I have heard sometimes that they're afraid as well. For example, I want to make more money so I can pay off my debt, right? But then they'll say, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to work myself to death in order to do it. 
When I hear that, I know unless we can resolve this point of resistance, unless we can create a solution that encompasses the need that they're resisting, then they're going to keep putting their foot on the brake and they're not going to get the result that they want. So before you start helping somebody with creating a result, you want to investigate to make sure if there's anything that could get in their way internally. And if it is, remove it or come to some agreed suggestion and overcome that situation. The idea is you want to create a safe environment for your client to change. So you want to explore what would not be safe about achieving the outcome they want. Make sure you come up with that. If there's something in there, expose it, bring it out into the open. And oftentimes, if your client has wanted an outcome for years and they're now must moving towards it, there must be a reason what's been holding them up, right? That could be the resistance you need to uncover. And don't be surprised, perhaps, it's actually more desirable to not achieve the outcome. That may be the very reason they haven't been doing it. So that's what you can explore with these last four questions. You're doing an inner resistance check to see if there's anything in the way of them moving towards the outcome that they want. And you want to bring that into your overall solution that you're offering. So now I want to give you an assignment, okay? Bring this handout with you the next time you're starting work with your client and try them out. This is something you can do in your first working session with your client. And you can simply say, the way we're going to start our work together is to get a clear understanding of the outcomes you really, really want. You can also use this process in the middle of a client engagement. When you think they're lost or they're losing momentum or they're losing concentration and enthusiasm, double check, okay? Double check with their outcome and the desired results. Let me tell you, I know that most business owners are not putting this kind of emphasis on the starting a relationship with their clients. This is powerful, a truly powerful foundation and a truly powerful way of building and continuing the relationship. You can do this and make a huge difference. And that leads me very obviously to the next part. Let's talk about something really different. I want to talk to you about bringing some premium surprise and delight to your clients. So let's talk about how you can create a wow experience. I'd like to add an extra surprise touch or something personalized that the client wasn't expecting. You don't need a lot of these. You can give your client perhaps one or two or maybe even three wow factors during the time you're working together. That's all. It depends on the work you do and what feels right to you, right? Have a look at handout five part seven and you can see a list of wow items that you may be able to include in your package. Now, by the way, you don't have to be super creative or spend a lot of time to create wow factors because the best wow factors simply have a personal touch, right? That's the power of them. For example, sending a welcome card or flowers in the mail with a personal note at the beginning of a relationship always makes your client feel really good. So please don't think it's got to take a ton of work and time to create a great experience for your clients. And if you've got an assistant or other team members you can help you with that, then doing this can even take less of your time. The key issue is, think about the wow factors you can add to your package. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Okay, a long session, but it is the last one, and I'm trying to give you everything I can, right? So hang in there with me. We're now at the point of the call where I want to pull everything together. If you need a break, stop the recording and come back to me, okay? I need truly your attention right through this program. I really do. Otherwise, it's not going to be the benefit you want. Okay, have a look at handout five, part eight. Here I've created 
specific example of how you can successfully deliver your premium package from start to finish. Now I've tried to make this example universal, so it would apply to virtually any kind of service-oriented business and to any niche. Now as usual, you want to make all the necessary adjustments, so this is customised specifically for your type of work, for your tribe and your personality, okay? But you've got a great start by using this. Also, I've given you an example of, for example, a 90-day package. Now, you can easily adjust this to work for longer or shorter periods, right? This is also easily adjustable for a monthly retainer package as well. So, are you ready? Let's go through this step by step. Let's start with what I called week zero. This is the time before you actually have your first session or meeting with your client. By the way, this may not be an actual week, it may be two or three weeks before your first meeting, or it can be just a few days. In any case, here are some suggested actions you can take when it comes to delivering your package. One of the first things you can do is send out a welcome packet with everything your client needs to get full value from your service package. Now this is something I'm working on right now for my own clients, because up until now I've never actually provided a welcome pack, but it's a great idea. Your welcome pack can include pre- and post-session worksheets if you use those things. It can also include who they can set up an appointment with if you've got staff or you've got a virtual assistant, right? It can also include an initial assignment for the client to work on. Now to help you, I've actually included an example of a welcome pack on the next page. But there's some other things you want to make sure happen before your first working week together, right? You want, for example, to make sure you've got one or two sessions scheduled. Now this may seem super obvious, right? But I hear from business owners all the time that when they get busy, they actually forget to schedule the client. This is a great way to lose clients, I can tell you. So that's why I put it in the checklist for you. Don't forget this bit. This is also a great time to send a personal little surprise to your client, like a personal card or flowers, right? The wow factor, the surprise bit. Now, many business owners send an assessment form to find out more about their client situations and goals. You could do that if you wish to, as part of your packet. And the last item on this list is more of a logistic item than a delivery item. But I also recommend that you collect at least some amount of payment before the work begins. This helps secure your client's commitment to do the work with you, right? Now, before I go to week one, I want to talk to you why there's so much detail for week zero and week one. That's because you want to do everything you can to start off your relationship with your new client with impeccability. You want to be already delivering premium value and showing up as a premium business owner right from the start. In the client's mind, how you start your package sets the tone for the entire package. Here's an example. If you're super disorganized at the beginning and the client's expecting communications or materials from you and there's just silence, then there's going to impact on your client and their trust on you right from the word go. And remember, a lot of the time your client already has doubt and resistance about working with you anyway, even if they've paid you the money. Many people have second doubts, right? That's normal. So if anything you do erodes the trust at the beginning, this can be a huge cost to you and your client and also impact on them getting results with you because they'll start losing faith in you right from the word go. On the other hand, if you've got systems in place, if you have everything prepared, then your client is going to be absolutely wowed, right? So I think you got my point here. It's especially super important for you to be very thorough with your delivery for the first few weeks. 
Now, obviously, I want you to be just as thorough with your delivery right through your package, right? Because that's what they're paying for, right? But at least get started the right way. That's very important. And then build on that. Okay, let's move on to week one. This is the first week you're actually doing work with your client. In your first session with your client, I recommend that you start by establishing clear outcomes and goals that your client wants to achieve. Make sure that is absolutely clear. We've already talked about this coaching act and you know why it's important. Next, clients love it when you share your plan for how they're going to get their results. This gives them even more confidence that you can help them. Your ultimate result system okay, comes into play right here. And you typically want to give the client some kind of assignment during your first session together so they get to work. They've got to start doing some work. You're not doing it all, right? I also recommend letting your client know how accountability is going to work with you. Ask permission for accountability and then deliver it. You also want to determine how they will let you know what their commitments are and if they're achieving them. And of course, if you've got a community element to your package, find out if your client has started to participate in your community or not. So your assignment is to review the checklist I provided with week zero and week one and see if there are any important items to your package delivery that I haven't mentioned. I truly recommend that you make your own customized delivery checklist, similar to this one, right? So that you can start to systematize how you're working with clients. This will help you have flawless, high quality delivery of your package every single time. Okay, now that you've gotten your work started, week two is when you really dive fully into delivering your services. So of course you're going to deliver your services, whether it's coaching or consulting or health services or professional services, whatever it is, okay? You're starting to deliver that. And on top of that, you're providing additional resources, such as education or training or pre-recorded, don't forget that, right? Or done-for-you materials or specialized tools that will make it easier for your clients to make progress towards their goals, towards their outcomes, toward their results. And as I talked about before, you want to be guiding your clients through your own particular ultimate result system, which is your specific method for helping your clients get their results. I also highly recommend, especially at the beginning, that you give your clients baby steps to take. Only baby steps. Learn from the mistakes I made. I clearly recall giving way too much information to some of my clients with my enthusiasm to give them all they needed to get going when they first started off. Okay? I mean, this can be deadly, truly deadly, because it completely overwhelms them. And they're thinking, I can't do this. This is too much, right? I learned this from experience. Please hear what I say. Don't do what I did. Okay? Learn from my experience. Make sure that the baby steps you give are easily to accomplish, right? They're goals that they can achieve because when they do this and the tasks you give them are easy to achieve, then it gives them an initial sense of success. This gives your clients confidence really early on that they can build on. And this is especially important if your client has any fears or doubts about their ability to achieve their desired outcomes. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, right? Now, the last thing I'll mention here is that you want to provide regular accountability. Yes, we've mentioned this before in this coaching call, but it's so important. By holding your clients accountable, you are helping them, not hindering them. Do not shirk this responsibility, okay? Okay, now let's look at week seven. That's the midpoint of this uh, 90-day package, right? And the idea here is to check in with your client on their progress towards their outcomes. 
Now, if you don't have a 90-day package, that's fine. You want to think about it when you are checking in doing your packages with your clients, whatever the time frame may be. The check-in process is pretty simple. Does the client feel like they're on track to achieve their outcomes? That's the objective, right? Now, if they don't, if this is not the case, then this is a very important moment. You can work with your client to recommit to their goals. You can explore what's not working or why the client is stuck and help unstick the client. This is also a good time to adjust course and set a plan for the second half of the package together. So your client has a very clear picture of what's ahead, right? The next steps. Remember, we mentioned this before. Always be clear to them. But one thing I want to mention here. You don't have to wait until halfway through the package to check in and see how things are going, right? If your client gets stuck in week two, then you want to do something about it right then and there, right? What I mean by this check-in is to have a bit more formal structure where both you and your client can step back and look at the big picture together. Look at the desired outcome they want. Look at their desired destination. Make sure they're on track. Make sure they're still committed. Make sure they haven't changed their mind and what they want to achieve. So if you feel this is needed sooner in a package, then by all means, do it. Please take everything I'm sharing here in this module as recommendations that you can adjust based on your own particular situation, right? Now let's go to week eight, which is the beginning of the second half of that, for example, 90-day package. You continue to provide the services, your systems, and your accountability. And of course, you continue to keep an eye on your client's progress towards their goals and making adjustments as needed. Okay, after weeks of working with this client, we're now at week 13 of this 90-day package, which is the final week of the package. Now, as I mentioned in module four, it's great to include an additional section that you can call a review session, right? This is where you can create space to celebrate your client's successes and their hard work. I also personally love this part, and so do the clients. And if it seems appropriate, you can explore what additional results your client might want, their next steps, right? And what options you have for supporting your client in doing some continued work with you. And when your work's complete, it's a nice touch to send a personal card or a note to your client appreciating them and what they've accomplished. Okay, now you've completed your package delivery. Give yourself a pat on the back, right, for the work you've done. You deserve it. I like to celebrate and have a gratitude for the experience I've just had with the person. I really do. At the end of every package, whether they continue with me or not, I always spend time noting down what I truly valued in the relationships I built with that person. Because we are in the people business. Never forget that. Someone asked me, what if the client doesn't re-enroll for another package? Well, it really depends on your relationship with the person, what you accomplish together, what kind of work you do. If it feels appropriate, you could follow up over the next 6 or 12 months, maybe present additional opportunities for them. It could be a smaller package. But whatever it is, as long as you did your best and achieved for them what they wanted, then you can walk away proud. Okay, we're nearly there. Thank you for hanging in. This has been one tough, long session, but I'm hoping you are really getting some value from it because now we come to the assignment part of Module 5. You can read all about them in the handout 5, Part 9. And I'm giving you three assignments this week to help boost your clients' experiences with your premium packages. Assignment number one, create a basic ultimate results system. Now, you knew that was coming anyway, right? The main idea of this assignment is to create a basic system to use in your packages to help your client get results. But, as I wrote here, for this assignment, don't turn this into some big, big whopping project. Keep it simple and create a first draft. 
Once you've got the first draft, you can then continue to develop and fine-tune it. This one assignment can have profound results for you and your business. Assignment number two, identify one strategy delivery resource that you could add to the delivery of your packages. You remember the handout where I listed a big circle of resources to help you with your clients? Remember that? Well, the idea here is to just pick one that you think would enhance your client's success and start implementing it right away. You can always add more later, but I recommend you start with just one. And then assignment number three, use the outcome process. Okay, here's my intention. I would love for you to start delivering your packages to clients powerfully. And the most powerful and effective way I know to get started is to take the time to get clear on the outcome or the results that your clients or potential clients really want. They will thank you for it, I can tell you. So do this with the very next client you start working with. Okay, my intention for this call is that you become masterful at delivering the results that your clients are signing up with you to get when they say yes to your packages. So please, please take on these assignments and let me know the results you're getting. And by the way, congratulations. Sincere congratulations for finishing this five-part module series. You are now in a position where you can design, deliver and package services for your business far better than most of your competitors. So I truly appreciate your participation in the program and I thank you, I truly thank you for your attention to some of these sessions that were quite powerful and a little bit lengthy. But in order to give you every possibility of success, I needed to make sure I gave you what I could. Okay, all five parts of your premium services package you have and I wish you every success with your business going forward. Take care, talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing for Beginners show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.